This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, everybody? How are you on a Wednesday? It is another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt. We are back for another hour to however long we go talking to you guys about everything in the sports betting and sports world. How are you, Dave? We're a little late today. Sorry, brigade happens sometimes. Life gets in the way, but we're up and going. How are you? It's on me. It's on me 100%. P. Ralt and Farrah, we're ready to go at the usual time. I had some some things I had to take care of and still taken care of. So uh, I apologize to all of you, but thank you for joining us here today. And obviously hit the like button while you're here. It's a quick thing (laughs) to do and do that. Um, a lot going on in the sports world. A lot of, a lot of things happening, P. Ralt. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I do. Luckily, let's start with 62. 62. Judge is in line for right now to hit 65. He will go in race past Roger Maris if he plays the rest of the games. Yes. Do you think he gets to 63 or 62 rather and stops or does he keep going if he gets the chance to do so? Oh, man. First, just answer the question yourself. What would you do? I'd keep playing. What are we stopping for? We're trying to win games. We're trying to hit home runs. They don't need it every day. Yeah, but they don't need it. The the wins, they don't need it. Like they're going to win the division. They got to get the bye. Yes, that would be the question. I mean. Only they know what they're going to do as far as resting guys. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about resting guys in the baseball? I don't like it when, but I do like it for the Yankees just because they're so injury prone. So I do think the Yankees do need to rest. I mean, if you're a baseball player, though, don't you want to play? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you want to rest a lot, but I mean, the Yankees have recovered from that swoon. They've won seven of 10. They won three in a row. Now they're 86 and 56, which is stupid. They're 30 games over 500. They're six games up on the Blue Jays. They're going to win the division. The question just comes down to whether or not they're going to wind up being able to get the two seed because it looks like they're going to Astros will be the one seed. Yankees will be the two seed. Guardians aren't really a threat there. Uh, They're nine games back in the loss column to the Yankees. So I think once you have the buy wrapped up, I think it's okay to sit people and get them healthy and get them ready to go. I know this as a, as a hitter and this happens like with the kids and I, I equate so much of what I do looking at the big sports and major league sports with what I do with the kids and coaching. And it's just a different level, but at the root of the game is the same thing. You take off time from seeing pitches when you go back to seeing the pitches, like you can do the cage work and you can do the the, the machine work, and it's not the same. Mm. So I wouldn't give them too much time off. 
I mean, I, I, I need to play. And baseball playoffs become so intense short term. You may get three at-bats a game. You right. may only play three games, you know, and you're out. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. Are we glitching a little bit there? I saw a yeah. little glitch. It's all right. Okay. All right. We're good. We're good. We're still here. Um, I hope he gets it one as a baseball fan. I absolutely love it. Um, there's people that bet it. There's a bet available uh, on Fanduel that I've seen. I've talked about, you know, on Sports Grid. It's it's a cool thing. I wouldn't stop if I was him. I think it. I mean, listen. I know baseball has has gotten away from you, and you're not as interested in it as you were maybe in the summer when you had to be interested in it. But I'm as a baseball as- fan, is it just a cool thing? Yeah, no, I'm still very much interested. I watch baseball. I, I I toy around with it. I think people take it a little bit too far. They think that I hate on baseball. I'm playing with it. I'm not good at betting it. Do you but feel I watch the same it. about baseball as you do about the state of Connecticut? No, I hate Connecticut way worse. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> way worse. I, I I like I love baseball. Baseball will always be. It's in my blood. It's my I'm a Red Sox fan. It's <laughs> my team's out of it. So I'm not scoreboard watching the way I used to, right. but right. I'm paying attention to it. And I I think this is sort of indicative of where baseball is, however, because the Aaron judge race for 61, because I know it's not 74. I get it. It's not bonds. It's not the record, but like, does the home run record have any real like clout to you? Like, is this a big record? Like this used to be the record. Like you were the home run King of baseball, right? Single season, greatest single season ever. This was the record when we, when I was growing up and you were growing up, like this was the record. Is it still, or did bonds totally just ruin it? Kind of ruined it. Didn't he? I, I mean, really, if you, it, it is, but it isn't. And, um, well, the thing is this, we talk about this all the time. Why do we love sports? We love sports because every time we turn the TV on, every time we go to the ballpark, every time we go to a stadium, we don't know what we're going to see. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it before, right? It's unproven, unplanned, unscripted drama in front of us. We love it. That was very well said. That's exactly what it is. The problem is we've seen home runs go over the fence 73 times in one season. Whether it's been steroid-induced or not, whether he's a cheater and a jerk or not, we've still seen somebody do it. (laughs) So it loses that, you know, if someone's going to hit 80 then I think we might go, we've never seen 80 before, but we've seen 73. And if you get to 65, it's like, great. Got the American League record. No, not the um, the major league record is the one that really matters. I, yeah, actually, that's that's very well said. And I think some people will feel that way. But for baseball historians, baseball junkies, it's still the Yankee record. And that, I think, carries some sort of weight a little bit. I don't think I want to just dismiss it that it's not important, but you're right. We have seen it before. And now with the benefit of reflection, for a lot of people, it's tainted what we saw. And that that also is the underlying, I don't want to call it a problem because it's not Aaron Judge's problem that people are going to question whatever he's doing. But whenever you hit 62 home runs, 65 home runs. There's that little devil on your left shoulder whispering, is it clean? Are we positive? They're doing it now to him. 
That's what I mean. It stinks. It's wrong. I mean, there's no evidence. There's no, I mean, Aaron judge is a mountain of a man. Like it's not hard to envision that guy hitting a ton of home runs. It's just, that's the underlying unfortunate thing that baseball can never shake because baseball didn't take care of themselves quick enough when it came to this steroid issue. Is that more a media problem or a people problem in your opinion? It's a people problem. Because I think think, you think that people do care about it more because I think the media cares about it more. It's the easiest way of discrediting anything a Yankee does. If you hate the Yankees, if you're a a Blue Jay fan, if you're a Red Sox fan, if you're a a Rays fan, you're like Aaron Judge is so good. They're like, yeah, mm, 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 yeah, (laughs) got that needle going real good, huh? It's 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 not Aaron Judge's fault, but it's the easiest thing to say. To anyone who may be a Yankee fan, anybody who may be, you know, liking Aaron Judge as to kind of how to knock them off their pedestal a little bit is to just talk about syringes and the clear, the clear and the cream and everything else. Mikey Awesome just said he's heard a few talking heads call it the natural record. Are we going to do this now? Oh, Are we no. going to do that? You want to talk about is the home run record still iconic? Are we going to call it induced, chemically induced and not induced a natural record? Is this? Is this well, what happens to be pervasive? And in, in, what in happens if Judge pops? I mean, what happened if Aaron Judge in a year from now tests positive for steroids? Then what are you going to do? You're going to go back and call it what well, was the natural record, but now it, it's questionable. Was it the natural record or not? Like, I'm not saying Aaron Judge did anything. Aaron Judge is doing it in the era of the most heavily tested for, for PEDs that baseball's ever had. So, yes, he's doing it as far as we know in a very you know, clean way. But we just had an 80-game suspension handed down to a 23-year-old superstar in Tatis Jr. So, like, it's still happening. Players are still using. It's not out of the game. Damn it. It's just, have they become smart or smarter about what's going on and how to do it? How do you get caught now? I mean, they tell you everything. Like, how do you get caught now? That's just defiance. Like, it's just, if you're still using and you get caught, it's defiance. You're just, you don't care. That's because now the penalties are one times 80 games, second times a full season. The third time you're, you're, you, you better learn how to go sell shoes or wash cars or something. Cause you ain't going to be playing baseball. You're done. It's crazy because you, you read the Ken Kemeny story and you read the SI article, and then you read juiced in the second book by Jose Canseco. And you start to realize like baseball doesn't want to penalize their players for doing this. Like they, they really want the public to trust that the players are clean, but baseball really doesn't care. Baseball just wants you to perform. And so like they're, they telegraph, you're right. They telegraph, Hey, here's when the tests are coming. This is what's happening. It's different with USADA because USADA is the United States anti-doping agency. And they're the ones that run the testing for the UFC. In combat sports, it's different because a person on PEDs could kill the other human being. A baseball, you know, a baseball player generally is not going to injure another person from being on steroids. Hope not. Yeah, line drive back to the pitcher probably being the only real way someone could have that happen to them and hurt them. But I, you saw it will wake you up at six a.m. on the week of fight night, the, the week of the fight. They'll knock on your hotel room and said, "Pee in a cup right now." Now that happened to Paulo Costa here in Vegas for the last fight. And he was really mad about it. And Dana White had to apologize publicly saying that's unfortunate. That should never happen. And he's right. That should never happen. You should not be testing for PEDs the week of a fight. That's ridiculous, but you should be subjecting yourself. But to. I would argue, wouldn't that be the week to test? 
Usada might say yes. Somebody? Yeah, Usada might say yes. That's true, but it's really difficult. I mean, most times you're you're testing for PEDs that come from long-standing working out. Of so course, like you're ramping up. So, like, if you're testing someone for PEDs the week of, they think that's a psychological thing. That that's a that's a gamesmanship thing that gets you nervous off your game. What if I pop for a substance that was in a tainted? You know, did I take a, a tainted supplement? which does happen. I mean, it really does happen. And you are out of your fight. Like you're, you know, there's no appeals process really when it comes to fighting because you miss your fight date, you miss your, your show pay and everything else. So it's really can be stressful and nerve wracking if they're testing you the week of week, right before you get there. I have no problem. If they test both fighters or they test all the fighters, that's fine. Like if you're living your life clean, but they didn't do that. You're not worried about when they come to test you, right? Fair. They didn't do that though. It's random. Then they might be screwing with somebody. Then that yeah. Might so that's why. That's why. Then why do how to apologize? Like you know what? Like one guy gets tested, the other guy doesn't. That's not fair. That's like, not fair. If both get tested, okay, but like only one guy got tested reportedly. So it's just Usada has a, a different way. Major League Baseball is trying very hard to avoid catching anybody now. Like they test for it, but. <laughs> like they don't want to. They don't want to catch you right now. Man, baseball. I love baseball. I always have. I always will. I just love the game. I love. I love the grind. I love everything about it. When all that stuff came out, I was like, man. But I still love the game. Like yeah. I still want to. You know, I'm still going to watch it. You know, we're talking about it betting wise and stuff. I don't want to taint it. I don't want to believe it. Like as as a fan and as uh, like him chasing his record is fun. It is like, fun, but I can't just like, give him a natural. I can't give it to him because I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like we just don't know. I don't even like that's separated. I don't. Want I don't either. A natural it's it's just Bonds has the record, whether we like it or not. Barry Bonds hit seventy three home runs. He did the home it. runs. He did it illegally. He did it with a p. You know, juice to the gills. His head growing four sizes. Whatever the hell. I mean, he'll live down. He'll live that the rest of his life. He'll, as as he is a steroid cheat, he is a cheater, and and A Rod is a cheater, and like you can go down all these things. And Aaron Judge is not a cheater, but really anybody that played baseball has that cloud of suspicion over their head simply because for years they stood there on sixty freaking minutes and looked into the camera and said, "I never use steroids." <laughs> and now A Rod's everywhere, and like everybody forgets the guy went on national television, looked the the country in the eye, and said, "Nope, never did it." And now comes back and is on Shark Tank, and like everyone's in love with A Rod, <laughs> no consequences at all. He's got gigs on the desk everywhere. Talking. He's on everywhere. He's on Sunday Night Baseball. He's on. I mean, he was on a lot of things. So, I mean, again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's why I, I think. I personally, I think, you know, there's there's people like me that are just baseball fans that are just going to overlook it and just want to see it happen. And then they're just going to, you know, the World Series will happen. We'll have winter meetings and then, you know, we'll have I don't want to call it, you know, dummies like me, but dummies like me will be looking to go to spring training games to go back to baseball. Well, it's just another season and we'll be like, wow. You know, and the media kind of pushes that like, oh, he didn't do it clean. He didn't do this and he didn't do that. I don't know. I, I if it would be interesting to actually do a poll where we could, ex, you know, execute some some real results and see what people think a wide range of people, if it bothers them or not, because I think they were so able to overlook or get past. 
the Bond stuff and McGuire and Sosa and all that, that like now I'll, I'll ask you this before we move on. Is it expected? Like, is it right now what, what, what judge is doing? Mm-hmm. You almost have to prove yourself innocent. Correct. You're not doing it. than you are more so than anything. Right. Agreed. It's not fair. I'm not saying not that's, a, that's not a fair way to have anybody. You shouldn't have to prove your innocence and we assume you're guilty. That's right. not right. should be the other way around. Absolutely. But everybody that came before you, everybody who did things for years. I mean, hell, the Astros just had a gigantic cheating scandal done, with, <laughs> you know, like, and they're the number one seed. Hey, like Jose Altuve did or did not have buzzers on his body. And like, was there some dude with an iPad and some dude with an iWatch and sitting there and relaying symbols and signs and the Yankees did it first. The Astros cultivated it. The Red Sox took it with Alex Cora after he learned it from the Astros. It's, you know, I learned it from watching you. You know, a whole like cigar box opening up a 1980s PSA video if you're too young to know that. But that's, you know, all of us always laugh about that is that very popular PSA about don't do drugs. <laughs> Was a kid looking at his dad saying, I learned it from watching you. That's what happened in baseball. Like I learned it from watching you, <laughs> you know, Canseco taught Mark McGuire how to stick his butt with needles. Learned it from watching you. And then it oh, yeah, became yeah. everything else with the Bash Brothers. And it just became, you know, where it is. And, you know. Jose's here in Vegas and I see him at my gym a lot. And every time I see him, I have to like fight the urge to walk up to him. And I want to talk to him about HGH so badly because the book came out 12 years ago or more than that. Now when juice first came down, it was more than that. But like he claims in the book, he's going to live to a hundred. Like he is, he's like, I'm going to live longer than I'm supposed to because I am on a regiment of HGH. And I'm going to show you that HGH is the fountain of youth. And this is how we all live for a long period of time by understanding what HGH really can do for the human body. Because he's claimed that it's not, it should not be a performance enhancer. It should just be part of the regiment of an athlete to take HGH. And like, I just wonder, like, are you still taking it? Like, are you still doing it? Like he looks great. Jose looks unbelievable. He looks great. It's <laughs> so like, are you still doing it? Do you still what type of, because he said in the book, I'm the Guinea pig. Give it to me. Let me be this. Let me be the person, the test, you know, the, the rabbit in the, in the, in the experiment to see whether or not it kills somebody or not. I'm willing to be that person to take this stuff, to see what happens. Cause I believe in it so firmly. I, I mean, it was a long time ago. I don't know if he still feels that way. So I always want to walk up to him and be like, you know, what has you, have you changed on HGH? Cause I would love to find out. Cause now I'm 45. So now I'm curious <laughs> because the aging clinics, like I'm almost to the age at 50, like you're 51, like or 52 now, like yeah. you'd be the one that would walk into an aging clinic and you're the, now the demographic for this, you know, the low T clinics, right? Yep. They yep. go from low T into HGH recommendation as to how do you go into one into the other? Of course. And Jose Canseco was 1986 rookie of the year. I was 15 turning 16 that summer. I thought he was the coolest dude ever. And I kept saying to myself back then, man, what is he doing? He is unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, and the A's were my team from being a little kid. That was my first, you know, minor league team, my first real uniform top and bottom. So I was a Ricky Henderson fan. I was an A's fan in Pittsburgh. Who's an A's fan? I was. They all played in Huntsville, by the way. Amazing. Ricky, 
Jose McGuire, McGuire. They, they all played yeah. at double A because at yeah. the time the Huntsville A, the Huntsville A's, was the, the, I'm sorry, Huntsville Stars were Huntsville the A's, Stars, double A, way to Oakland A's, double A affiliate. Yeah. And now come full circle, I was coaching Frank Mir's daughter a couple years ago. She was going to Jose Canseco for batting lessons. And I was like, can we get Jose come talk to the team? Like this would be great. We could we could see what he'd do. Cause I want to ask him, your way in to ask him about HGH is to ask him who he likes this weekend. Because that's what we do. Everyone asks us, who, who do you like this weekend? And it starts a conversation. Right. Sports is where the conversation will start. And then if you want me to come over to the gym, I'll wear the Jose Canseco shirt that I have. One of my A's jerseys is a 33 Canseco jersey. And I'll wear it and we'll be talking. And we'll say, hey, Jose, how you doing? Who do you like this weekend? And then we start talking. Because I read Juice the day it came out. Me too. In two days. And mm-hmm. I only fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I would have read it from cover to cover because I'm fascinated with the whole thing. So it's a good discussion, P. Ralt. I mean, it's funny. I, people ask you what the line. People now at my daughter's school, now I'm the car guy. I have dads walk up to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they want to know what I'm driving. It's the funniest thing. I pulled up today and a guy was waiting for me to park. And he was like, I saw you yesterday and I meant to come and ask you, but what is this? What are you driving? Can I look at it? Guys? I was like, okay. Yep. I was, he's like, what's the podcast again? I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm a car guy, kind of. But yeah, uh, so that's, you get the line questions. I get the car question. Oh, it's every single day. I mean, I, I yeah. meet somebody somewhere and they're like, Hey, who do you like this weekend? I'm like, I don't even know who's playing. What are you talking about? What do you want to know? And they're like, well, I was looking at the, you know, and they give you some random off the chart. Like we haven't Game, talked about right. it or Game. somebody's talking. I'm like, well, what do you like? What's the line? And that's how the conversation starts. So I think you can find a common ground. I'd love to have Jose on the show. Oh, we could have Jose. come. I, on have, the show. I have interviewed him a bunch of times and he's always really interesting, but he's more, um, the last time I interviewed Jose, there were a list of questions that Major League Baseball has um, banned him from being asked. Right. He signed that deal with MLB, mm-hmm. essentially a way of getting him back into the game that he cannot talk about the investigations. He can't talk about, you know, Mark Fanruwada's uh, investigation. There's a lot of things that are off off the table now talking to Jose. So he can talk yes. in generalities, but he can't go into the real specifics of like what happens. So I don't even want the specifics. I just want to know what he thinks is happening now. Oh, good point. He'll tell you that everyone's using. <laughs> He'll tell you everyone's cheating. That's his, his go-to line. It's like, yeah, everyone's still using. It's just, yeah. <laughs> so. Damn it. Yeah, that's the. That's, is everybody it, on the Dodgers still? Is everybody on the Dodgers using? Well, I mean, that's just, <laughs> Dodgers clinched the West last night. You mentioned about rest, right? I mean, how do you feel about the Dodgers clinching this early? And then what do you do? Do you rest? And are they going to be the team to beat still in the playoffs? Because, man, the Braves, the East, that's going to be a war. We're in the Phillies gear now. <sighs> yeah. Um, I looked at the calendar, literally yesterday when I saw the Dodgers win and I was like, September 13th. Wow. Really? It's really early. Like, really? like, what do you do now for two and a half weeks? They have a 20 and a half game lead, 20 and a half game lead. We're going to look back at like, you know, years later and we're going to look back like we look now, like, or I do when I look back at division races back in the day. And I, this is the way the Yankees used to win the division to yep. get to the pennant back yep. in the day when there were, 
you know, 18 teams or 20 two teams or whatever. In two divisions. Yeah, that's it. Whenever we're just so I get it. We just don't see it like this very often. Um, I mean, you know, we're talking about betting daily. We're talking about lines daily. This is a nightmare for the room. This is a nightmare for the odds makers and book guys. You're going to see guys' names pitching, you know, like today, M. Grove is pitching. Uh, I don't know who M. Grove is. I got to do a little research. I mean, he's pitched a couple times and, you know, how do I make the number for this? They got to still be favored, right? But wait, are they? Because they clinch. This is an automatic bet against. The day after the clinch, you bet the dog. No matter who it is, what it is, what place, whatever. Interesting. It's an automatic play. Had an old bookmaker tell me this years ago, seen it in the book for years between sharps and wise guys. This line is depressed as it should be. But people are going to bet the Dodgers because they're the best team. And yes, they're still the, they're still the team to beat in the uh, NL, are they not? I mean, yeah, but I mean about what? I, what okay, tell me their pitching rotation. I can't. So how can I tell you? How can I say that the game? How can I say who the who the Dodgers are being the gate? Who they the Dodgers are the team to beat? Okay, what's their rotation? Because I want to see how they match up against the Braves or the I, or the Mets or the Phillies. Like I got to see it. Like so, I don't know what it is. So I can't say yes. Yeah, they have ninety eight wins on September the fourteenth. Stupid. I mean, it's ridiculous. They have 98 wins. They can they could win 120 games if they wanted to. They don't want to, but if they wanted to. But going to the postseason, they'll have the bye and then tell me their rotation. Who's healthy? Who's pitching? Who's doing what? I don't know yet. Tell me again who knows shit when they make the season wins for the Dodgers 96 and a half. Like and that, and that was high. Remember that? We we talked about that back in March. We we're like, wow, 96 and a half. Hmm. Okay. They're at 98 on September 14th. That's what I'm saying. Like, how is this not 100? They're going to win 100 games. I would be in a room saying, you guys, I know. It's like everything has to go right. Everything has to go right. And that you just said it. Who's their pitching rotation? I don't know when Gonsolin's coming back. I don't yeah. know if he's coming back. Yeah. And that would be the number one starter. Okay, so who is it? Tyler Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Okay. Um, Haney. Okay. He's your two? Oh, my. Kershaw, are we going to just throw him in there? Like, we don't even know if he's fully healthy. Is he the three? Like, those are one, two, and three right now. M. Grove, does he get a spot start in the NLCS or NLDS? No, oh. no, no, no. I don't your, think so. No, it would be Urias. It would be, you know. Urias is one. We know that. That's that's done. Urias is number one. Okay. Then what? Anderson's two. Kershaw's three. Right okay. now. Gonsolin comes back and it's Gonsolin, Anderson, Urias. And I don't know what, and Kershaw's what, out of the bullpen? I think it's Urias one. If Gonsolin's good to go, he's two. Okay. You got to go lefty, righty, and then you come back with a lefty. Haney's lefty, Anderson's lefty, right? Mm-hmm. So one of those two, Kershaw first out of the pen or fourth start, fourth starter, I think, but they may just say, Clayton's been there. He's the he's the Hall of Famer. He gets to start in the third game, and then you don't start Anderson, who's had a tremendous year. Kershaw might start game one. Oh God, come on, that's come a, on. That's Roberts's mo is hand. I mean, it ain't Roberts start? telling him it's upstairs. They're All right, tell him the look, analytics. But I mean, the analytics say if you don't give the ball to Urias in game one, you're out of your mind. Look who started the All Star game. I know. It wasn't Gonsolin? I know. It's Kershaw. 
So oh, that was uh, that was a that was a reward you for what you've done. Of course, all star game at home. Here you but go. But if your team is that good, game one might be. Let's just reward you for what you've done. Here, Clayton, no go out there. Way you playing to win. You play. You the goal is to win, but the goal is to win in as least number of games as you possibly can. I, mean, I don't eight, need to burn eight. out the bullpen and risk more injury. We want to win. We want to sweep every time. Okay, but just for the record, Clay- Clayton Kershaw, his last five starts, zero, two, one, one, and three earned runs given up. <laughs> it's not like Pretty you're giving good. the ball to a gas can here. You're giving the ball to a dude whose ERA is still 2.44. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you can, ju- you can justify Clayton Kershaw starting game one of a playoff series. You absolutely can. If you're Dave Roberts, you can justify it. Are you frozen? I'm frozen. The screen's frozen. Nope. My screen's my screen's frozen. What do I? Oh, do? you're not. I see you clearly. You're good. Am I moving right now? Yep, you're moving. Yep. Okay. Here you. Oh, moving. we're back. All right. Okay. Thank you. Um, I don't know, man. It's a great can't, discussion. I mean, so Kershaw's your lefty. Why can't you go lefty, righty, lefty? You can. That's what they're going to do. But you so can't Kershaw play. starts game one. That would leave Urias to start game three. I need him. Well, if he's going to throw two starts, I want him in three and seven. That's a good idea. But I want – Urias is that young horse, man, and he don't look like things bother him ever. He wears those goggles. He pulls those pants way up. He don't care what anybody's thinking. He Sometimes his shirt's half unbuttoned. He just got that curveball and that stuff. Like, I love that kid. I love him. Um, I don't know. I mean, they are still the team to beat, but – how they manage this time in rest. Do they care to win 110 games? They just care to get the one seed, right? And they should get it. That should be locked up. The one seed should get locked up by next week, right? If they, if they play for real, they have 98 wins. The next closest is 89. So they're up by n- n- 11 games in the loss column on the Mets. Wow. So the one seed probably gets wrapped up end of next week. If they play, if they play it straight, if they play how they're wow. supposed to play. Really? So wow. once they get the one seed, then I think it's triple a central. They read, they just pull everybody. Damn. That's unbelievable. Right. It could be like September 21st and they're kicking their heels up going like, yep, we're good. <laughs> we don't need to worry about this anymore. See, that's the is- one seed. I think we're up over 2 million reasons why I'm glad I'm not in a risk room anymore and the stress level that's involved, but trying to make the lines for the Dodgers when they're trying to not even telling you who's starting and what's what, what the lineup's going to be and all this other stuff, trying to go through the box score from the day before going, who are half these guys? September call-ups are getting time. Pitchers are resting. Pitchers' names literally will appear on your screen like, who who is this person? Oh, he's just going to get a spot start in September. Um Dodgers, by the way, are 88 and 53 on the run line, not as a dog, as a favor. Because so are the, or- the Orioles are also 88 and 53 on the run line this year. Both of them are at 62.4% hitting on the run line, which is insane as the Orioles doing it as dogs and the Dodgers doing it as favorites. That's mostly plus money. Like if you've been betting yes. the Dodgers minus a run and a half, you've been getting even money. Maybe. Uh, you know, more so than not that they have, you know, juice laying. Yeah. But it's not like, like laying 180, you're laying 120, 130, 88 and 53, 62%. That is dynamite. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's dynamite. It's really, it's, it's pretty impressive. So, you know, just think about that the rest of the way Dodgers might just try to 
run through the next couple of games and get right. to that one seed. So maybe if you have been running the, the betting the run line, you may want to keep doing it and then stop <laughs> once they get to the one seed. Right. Because it's going to be very tough. All right. Uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing that Nathaniel Hackett yesterday at his press conference came up and did a mea culpa <laughs> and said, I'm wrong. Sorry. That was the wrong. That was the wrong decision. <laughs> this fired you up yesterday. Oh, yeah. You sent the text to me and Farah. I was like, oh, man, he's really he's 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 still well, no mad, shit. mad that he did. <laughs> I mean, no shit. Like, oh, I did the wrong thing. No shit. Hey, welcome to the what everybody else knew. Nathaniel Hackett. Go ahead. Nice job, dude. Way to go. Yeah. Definitely should have <laughs> gone for it. Nobody told you that in the moment, dude. Like, nobody was like, hey, coach, <laughs> you got three timeouts, dude. What are you doing? You don't got to do this. Hey, you see that guy right there? The less ride guy? You just paid him $260 plus million. <laughs> Maybe want to trust him? I don't know. It's game one of your coaching career. You want to get fired in game one? I don't know. Because Broncos country wants to let's ride your ass out. Unbelievable. I think it's actually worse that he said it. I think it, people are like, I like it. It shows some humility. I'm like, okay, it does show some humility. It also shows that in the moment, you're a choke artist. In the moment. It's his first game. Yeah. Sorry. How many guys get one, two years as being a head coach and you're done? How many times in a locker room of men of men? I mean, NFL players are the men of men. These are gladiators. They got to know the dude who's leading you actually knows what the fuck he's doing. 1045. Because this dude out of the gates. All right. Doesn't know what he's doing. All right. Doesn't know what he's doing because the entire world's like, you know, when I play Madden, I, I, oh. I would have I gone for this. Like, this oh, seems boy. like a pretty obvious thing. If I'm a head coach making a call, it's fourth and five. I'm down. I, I got to get a field goal, but it's fourth and five. I, I got a guy who I really like who I just gave all this money to. I got three timeouts. I'm going to kick a 64-yard field goal? Oh, um, I'm going to do that. I'm paying my kicker three. I'm paying my quarterback 25. I'm going to trust a kick. Who the hell's trusting a kicker? Nathaniel Hackett's trusting a kicker. He told him, get it on the 46. I'll kick it through. Just get it to the 46 right hash. I can't believe that Russ actually put that out there. That was a mistake. I heard that quote and I went, oh, you didn't just do that. So this dude is going to be what? Completely stuck to a card like he's just going to be taking a like this every game and going um so it says to do this on this play on this moment so okay we're going to do that now are you serious like what are you doing he actually said that out loud well you know the kicker did say you know 46 on the right hash we got to the 46 at the right hash six right hash it's a 64 yard kick with three timeouts left dude what do you like the time, the difference, the entire argument changes. If you told me they had no timeouts, I would go, okay, you're right. Take your shot. You, you really, you're not getting the ball back. You, you're fourth and five, not getting the ball back. You, you got to take your shot. He had all three timeouts left. I mean, this is, if you don't make it, it's a buck 15 on the clock, a buck 10 on the clock. You're going to get the ball back. You got three timeouts left. Just don't give up a first down. Like, so you just told us that one, you don't trust your quarterback. 
And two, you don't trust your defense. Oh, know who you trust? Your kicker. Good luck with that locker room, dude. <laughs> and then, so that's why most coaches, okay. Someone was like, well, most coaches would just lie. I'm like, you're right. Because most coaches would lie and come back up and say, I believe in my decision-making. I believe in myself. I made that call in that moment. It turned out to be wrong. But so you're, you're vilifying him. You're, 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 you're going at him for taking ownership of an incorrect decision. Yes. I think he did the right thing. Okay. I think he's going to lose a locker room. They're not going to trust this dude. I next think time. he wins a locker room times two. Okay. Disagree with you. I think how you get to that process of making that decision, we talked about it yesterday. You can't always judge a decision based upon the outcome. You have to judge the process in which got you to make the decision. And the process, well, that process got him, needs to change from that, that sucks. That has to that was that was <laughs> that was totally mismanaged. Horrifically. Um, and the clock management on top of that was an awful situation, too. He had timeouts. He could have used timeouts before the two-minute warning. He could have saved even more clock for himself, but he kept the timeouts. Why did you keep the timeouts if you weren't going to use the timeouts? Like it just right. It is a baffling thing. So he, I think he compounded the problem by saying, definitely should have gone for it on fourth down. Definitely, definitely. Looking back on it, I definitely should have gone for it because he's doing that. Either a he's lacking in personal confidence in his ability to make that decision, or b somebody upstairs told him you better go out and make that call and say you're sorry essentially for doing that because you were wrong. Oh man. Um, oh, that's a lot to unpack. That was really good. That was, that was one of your, that was, I'm glad I put the glasses on to listen to that. Um, I'm, I'm actually impressed that he said it, especially being so new into the process. I think he's got a, uh, a little more, not validity or, He's got a little more street cred because of who he is and what his name is. And I don't mean Nathaniel, but I mean Hackett. His dad was a long time, has been in the league. So he can kind of say it. A brand new coach without the name or the pedigree may not have been able to say it. So I give him credit for saying it. Doesn't make it right. It was still fucked up 1049. Okay. You can say it however you want to say it. The whole last drive was mismanaged from the start. It should have never even gotten to fourth down, but it did. You had all that time and you chose to do what you did. Um, Can't you say it without saying it? Can't you say we have to reassess the way that we made that decision and get into a better communication between the coaches that it's on me as being the leader that I made the call in the moment with the information I had in front of me that I thought was the best thing for the team. Now in hindsight, yeah. I can understand the other side of it. We need to be better as a coaching staff to be able to communicate different strategies in the moment quickly. Right. It's not what he said. It's not <laughs> it's, what he said. It's not what he said. He, he said my decision was essentially I was wrong. I screwed up is what he said. But see, this, this gets everyone else upstairs in the booth on the sideline with him off the hook. Okay. You want to talk about gaining the room or losing the room. We don't know exactly what was being said if anything was being said. But okay. now the only thing we know is that he took ownership of it and he took it for the team. He Fair. took it for everybody, Fair. which in my estimation and view from my standpoint, I love it because from now his, it's on him. On the coaches or the players? 
I'll I'll say both because he, now he's I mean he's still going to practice with the players and the coaches and he can say listen this is what I said to the press this is the truth I it's on me you guys are with me or you're not I'm the coach I'm gonna be here I fucked up I told everybody I fucked up now let's make it better let's practice the two minute drill every practice for thirty minutes so I'm better at it you guys know listen. I didn't realize. I mean, I got Russell Wilson. What do you, Russ? I'm sorry. I screwed up. Judy, you're supposed to get open. I, I could have done a lot of things differently. We blew one game. It's one game. We messed up. So I don't know. This cat is going to flip over the camera. Hold on. I'll be right back. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right flip. now? Yeah, right now. Hold on. The cat. Oh, this, is, this is a first in BVB show history. The cat. Now, the cat flipping over the camera onto Matt's lap would have been sorry that would have been funny but he was literally Mikey trying awesome to- of all time yeah <laughs> I thought we had a rule that the cat was not going to be in the room while you did I talked show. to Farah about it and it was we we I I he he he's got he's got his he's been cut so he's calmer now so he's already he is how's yeah. how's the cat feeling by the way he was pretty depressed for the first couple of days you could really tell he kind of sat and stared out the window and didn't do very much no more was, title fights for this yeah. guy he felt pretty bad. <laughs> so you could tell he was like, I've never seen like an animal depressed. I was like, you're depressed. He was legitimately depressed, but he's coming around now and he's back to his typical, like he likes these lights for whatever reason. He thinks that they're really fun. So he like bats at them. I mean, the animals all like the lights. This is part of the problem just in the media space in general. You see who really likes the lights. I mean, the lights are killing me. Yeah. I don't, but my dog Charlie, she's she's oh. coming out of it. She's she's back to being. So you had to wear the cone for two weeks. I for, for marshmallow wore it for four days. It was three to five days. That's it for the cone. Listen, my wife Jessica again. She knows everything. Okay. She told me it's two weeks. She got two more days. I'm counting the days down for Charlie, because Charlie just wants to get her tail. Charlie just wants to do some things that she normally was able to do since the day she was have born. Have you taken it off at all? I have not. The children have, and okay, uh, yeah. Jessica has. I, I'm not even allowed to talk to the dog at certain points of the day because I ask too many questions, and we'll leave it at that. All right, you pointed <laughs> out. Uh, yes. Tomorrow night is Armageddon for Grandma and Grandpa, Dave. Tomorrow oh, night, boy. tomorrow night, Armageddon. What are we going to do with this? For the first time, bad. for the first time in the history of the NFL. Yeah, Thursday night football will not be shown on any cable provider except for the two markets that it's being played in Kansas City and Los Angeles. I don't even know how I'm going to do in-game live. So if your grandma is in Dallas, if your grandma is in Florida, <laughs> if your grandma is in Arizona, <laughs> and grandpa's kicking the TV set going, where's the damn game? Amazon Prime is the only way to watch tomorrow night's game outside of the, the markets in which the games are being played. I'm going to the book somewhere to watch the second half because I'll be on the air for the first half. Mm-hmm. Are they going to show it in the books here in town? Of course. Same way they show ESPN plus pay-per-view fights. All the books have had to rewire their stuff for streaming. The zone ESPN plus all the books in town have access to streaming only now. There won't be a problem. Okay. Maybe the smaller books, but the bigger books, the ones that have been showing stuff for a long time, no problem. Westgate, Circa, you know, Caesars, 
um, you know, bet MGM, MGM properties, like all the big books will be, will will have no problem. Smaller books, maybe depending on how they're wired, but that's, I think the least of the problems, the bigger problem is when people come home from work and want to put on the chiefs and the chargers in a really good football game. And they realize they got to go pay for Amazon prime. They got to go and get a prime account and they got to download the app to their smart TV. And then they got to go ahead and find how to use that and then open up the smart TV, enter in your username and password, and then go find the game and watch the game on streaming. And if your internet is not that great, the buffering and everything else that comes into play. Well, the graphic below says, will the numbers be down? I was asked that question by a TV person this morning. My opinion said, Hey, what do you, do you think the numbers are going to be down for Thursday night football? Because it's just on Amazon prime. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like in the beginning. Yeah. I think week one. Yeah. In the I think, beginning. I think people will eventually figure it out. I think eventually people will start. To I go, think people will not try. Really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They'll find other ways to watch it if they want to watch it or they just won't watch it at all. Yep. I mean, if you're it's smart like enough a, to it's know just like a betting app. I know, right? but if you're smart enough to know how to stream a game illegally, you're smart enough to know how to stream a game legally. Of course. But so to pay for it. You got to pay for it, but it's not like, I don't know how many people have an Amazon Prime account, but I'm, I think it's a lot of people have an Amazon Prime account. I mean, it's, it is. So if you're on the internet and you shop on the internet, chances are you have an Amazon Prime account. Chances are, you think more people um, that watch football have it than not? It's <sighs> a really hard question because how are you quantifying someone who watches football? Outstanding question. That's, That's what hard. I mean. Like how because are we I quantifying think gen- all Because generally speaking, I would say everyone right. watches football. Like who does not watch football? I, I mean, I'm in a house of seven people. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that watches football. We have Prime. <laughs> the guy, Amazon guy, shows up at my door every day. <laughs> they don't watch football. I'm one of seven people in this house. So one that's what I mean. I think that, that's why Amazon bought it, because Amazon wants to try to create, you know, they feel like there's marketing opportunities, there's advertising opportunities. I can't wait to the ads. What would the ad, what are the ads going to look like? I don't know. Would Amazon not want to take certain people's ads because they might be seen as competitors? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's what I'm curious. Like Amazon's you know? in a war with Facebook. We know that. So we 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 know that Facebook would want to have some type of advertising presence during the Thursday night game, and they're like, "Sorry, go fly a kite, go buy your own, <laughs> get your you can't own." Pay game. us enough, right? You can't get pay us own. enough to advertise yeah. on our thing. Sorry, we don't get need your, your money game. or your ad. It's the beginning. Right. Look, Sunday tickets going to be streamed very soon. And, you know, the faster the internet gets, I, I'm shopping for new TVs right now in my house. So like I was at Best Buy yesterday, walking around, looking at different speeds and just how, uh, I mean, we're not going to have cable boxes and direct TV boxes very soon. They're going to be gone. We're just going to do everything out of our TV. That's it. And so streaming games. I don't know. I still like the I still like the cable because I know it's hardwired and it doesn't go down. Like but when you do yeah, the streaming well, thing, what if what if what if tonight? Yep. You get the buffering. 
It's going to happen. That's what I mean. That's going to happen 100%. People aren't going to have a, a fast enough internet speed or a smart TV that can capable that is capable of streaming. I mean, I did this six years ago. When I first moved to Vegas, I thought I was going to be all smart, and I cord-cutted, and I did it, and I had Sunday ticket, and I watched mm-hmm. for an entire football season the Sunday ticket streaming only option. Mm-hmm. It was cheaper. I wanted to kill myself by the end of the year because <laughs> I was so frustrated. <laughs> It was awful. I was it's like, not even year. something to make lighthearted about people. It's just an expression, you know. Fine, but, but I was so mad. Yes, I, I was. I mean, I was very. I was so frustrated with watching frustrated. football on Sundays because I wanted the quad box and I wanted the ability to move around the audio and I wanted all the things that I can do with Directv that I couldn't do. And I was like, you know what? Give me Directv back. I was like, give this back to me because you're right. It's hardwired. It's consistent and it works every single time. The problem with streaming is it doesn't work every single time. And Correct. you have to spend a good amount of money on a TV that isn't that, that is good enough to be able to do all of that and, and that can handle it the same way that your cable box and cable and direct TV box can do so. Consistency is the key. And tonight, I think there's going to be so many people. And frankly, we don't even know if, what Amazon can handle, right? I mean, we think Amazon can handle the rush. But if you remember the first time ESPN Plus had a McGregor fight, it crashed. It crashed. It was a complete disaster. It crashed. So like, imagine if Amazon prime goes down tonight during. Oh, Oh, and by the way, if you're live betting tonight, do not. And I mean, capital D O N O T big underline. Do not bet in game unless you are in a commercial break because your latency and your lag is going to be outrageous. You can't bet on anything you're watching. Just watch the app. Just watch whatever app you're betting on. Watch that. They're giving you the feed before. You can't right. make your decisions not on what you're seeing, on what you think gonna, you're going to see. And do it at the break when everybody's seeing the same thing. Yes. Please. I mean, I tell people that all the time. Like, you know, a lot of people are starting these like in-game live shows and all these mm-hmm. other things, and they're selling picks for in-game picks and all this other stuff. It's, it's a pretty uh, ambitious process. Like I can until tell you, you fix- this from doing it. It's yeah. not fixable until we're all on the same speed or at the stadium ourselves together. Speed, 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 high speed, everyone like milliseconds, yeah. not yeah. 30 seconds to all, 90 seconds to like, like it is. I mean, Dave and I have talked about this on the show before I've been on the phone with Dave. He's on cable. I'm on direct TV and I'm literally 30 seconds ahead of him on direct TV, which in football is a whole play. <laughs> You're seeing the end of the play. I'm seeing them snap the ball. Yep. To, and, and think about what it means if they, and then if you're streaming, I'm even more ahead of streaming because streaming is behind Dave. <laughs> so right. It's like, it's a minute behind it's, so really be careful if you're going to bet this thing tonight in game for this. This is only during commercial you keep breaks. keep saying tonight. It's tomorrow night. Sorry, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yes, tomorrow. That's right. sorry, sorry. Before, tomorrow the, before the chat sorry. or anyone watching at home on Sports Grid later or anything before you go. The reason why I, I think it's tonight. talking about tonight. It's tomorrow night. I'm blown away by this. So we'll go to this line. It's four and a half now for the Chargers. And yeah. the total is 54 and a half. So I was fooling around on betprep.com last night. So I finally mm-hmm. figured out, they finally taught me how to use this thing. Okay. So okay. our AI technology. So like yeah. I now am playing around with it. This is the highest total when these two teams have played over the last 32 matchups. Mm-hmm. 54 and a half. Like yeah. this is a, it's sick to say this, but like 
Is this a dead under for the Chiefs? I just clicked refresh on my screen. Chris just went to 55. It's wow. Awful. He's trying to be first. He is first. He's trying to find the top. We haven't found it yet. Some places went back to 54. Some majority are sitting at 54 and a half. Chris is setting out the bad signal today for tomorrow's game. How much do you guys like the under? Tell me. 55. I mean, division game, short week, and we've never seen a total this high in a Mahomes game with Patrick Mahomes playing the Chargers, no matter who's the quarterback. We've not seen a total this high. You're supposed to play the under. (laughs) You're supposed to, but then you watch the game or, well, if you don't have streaming or prime, you won't watch the game, but you'll see the score and watch the highlights and go, oh, 38-31, I should have just bet the over, damn it, or or whatever. That's a perfect trip, again, and I'll use that term. It's a horse racing term, meaning when you get on the, the horse and you have a perfect trip around the track and you win the race. 55 is a perfect trip to get over, but the tendency for the Chargers coach to go for two or go for it on fourth down all the time mm. last year. Mm. Might get down in that red zone and not kick field goals and go for it. Might might make it, might not push the game over that way. Can the Chargers win an under game outright? Can the Chargers win an under game? Sure, why not? Because I almost feel like dog in the under isn't correlated in this for this game. Ah, uh, boy, oh boy. Because I think the Chargers defense has to be the reason why they win the game. This offensive line for the Chiefs is going to be tested. The thing that stood out, I watched the entire Chargers Raiders game. The thing that stood out to me was that these Khalil Mack, obviously, but the, the defensive adjustments that have been made by the Chargers, they are a much better pass rushing team than they have been in the, in the past. And that is how you're going to get to Mahomes and make Mm -hmm. Mahomes uncomfortable, get Mm -hmm. him off script, make him make mistakes and really cause problems for the offense, which means that's the under. Mm. But if they're bad chargers or chiefs minus four and a half in the over, that does seem correlated to me. Chef Benny's in the chat. Very lively today. He just said, I can pull up one game on Fire Stick, Roku, Apple, and a smart TV, all different delays, watching three different plays in the same game. So not only does the streaming, it depends on what you're streaming on or what device you're I have different delays on DirecTV for Sunday Ticket. Depends on which channel I'm watching the game on. Depends on where it is, how how much the latency is. That's on DirecTV. Folks are paying 50000 a month for the fastest feed. 50000 a month minimum. That's what this, this stuff costs to get the fastest feed. Um, he also just dropped in uh, OTG bets, just dropped this in there. Thursday night football under with a total of 54 is 7 and 0 to the under. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm leaning under. I mean, I, I want to climb. Let it go. Let that kite fly and then see how high it gets. You got other people coming in like Akbar. He's just said the total's not high enough. I think this is a this is a good thing for the books. You're gonna get you're gonna get two way action. I don't know where the top is. I how much higher can it go than 55? When I I used to call this the speed limit. You'd see the speed limit game. Now they've raised the speed limit to 65. So for you 
younger guys, you don't even understand what the speed <laughs> limit reference is. But when you get this is a speed limit game. Say what well, you call it the Sammy Hagar game. Sammy Hagar. Mm. I can't drive 55. Good reference. <laughs> the kids won't know what you're talking about. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, 55, 55. Yeah. You would never see a 50. 52 used to be the top. <laughs> Mikey, you gotta take Mikey also has to take you to saying 55, and you must place that into a Sammy Hagar video of him. I can't drive 55. That has to happen. I can't drive 55. <laughs> that has to happen now. <laughs> that has it. to happen. Because <laughs> when you when you said 55, like it popped into my brain. I was like, yeah, Sammy Hagar, I can't drive 55 video. Yep. Guy in the risk room used to do it every time I said it. <laughs> Guy in the risk room used to do that exact thing. He used to go, I can't drive 55. It was hilarious. But yes, it's that's a, it's the, the pause. That's the I can't drive pregnant pause. Then 55. 55. That, that little delay. Yeah, 55. I don't know, man. That's, it's it's going to be. It's going to be good. Um, and again, we found out very little about Kansas City against the Cardinals. They mm-hmm. provided almost no resistance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I don't know yet, but I know Kansas City's good, but preseason numbers had them the same as the Broncos. I mean, 10 and a half season yep. wins. What? <laughs> Whoops. Chargers are right there too. 10. Like all three of these teams are the same. I don't so- know. Yeah, we'll get further, further into that, but I think the unders to play tomorrow night. If you fell and hit your head and were passed out for 10 years and you woke up today and you saw the lines for the games on Sunday and you saw the Giants and the Lions both being favored, <laughs> you might go, excuse me? What the hell? Do both these teams go off as favorites or does one get flipped to a dog? 24 straight times the Lions have played football in the NFL. They have been a dog in 24 consecutive games. I don't know the number for the Giants. The Giants is pretty bad too. But the Giants and the Lions are both favored. Giants 100% will go off as the favorite. There ain't no way they're going to bet Carolina to the favorite. Okay. No way. If they do, they're just playing games to get the Giants plus money on a money line. <laughs> they're just they're moving that number to just get you some Giants money. There's no question about that. The Lions are playing Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that could go that way to the point where Washington could be the favorite. I'm not saying that's the right side, but man, that's a tough one for me. That's one of them ones like, man, if from in a contest or something. Am I, am I using this game? I think I put a line through both of these games. I don't Pass. want to use Washington, Detroit or <laughs> Carolina Giants. But when you look at the card this week, you know, me and you didn't do a team, but like you and Papa Bear did, you're going to have a little bit of a debate on which five games to use. No, we this is one, one of those right? weeks where I don't know we're coming up with five. You already got one, so we're good there. Just got to go find four. You have one. You have an autoplay already on Wednesday. Yeah, Patriots, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course it is. See you coming a mile away, son of a. <laughs> Got these Boston guys, Murr and Lift Shats, and all these people tagging me. They're tagging me and stuff now. It's great. I love it. <laughs> um, they may win too. I'm looking. I don't. I don't. And I'm not sure what's coming out of Pittsburgh right now. This Najee's going to play and all this other stuff. And now I got I got the text this morning. TJ's gonna be okay. It's only six weeks. It's not only six weeks. It's only okay. six weeks. It's, it's, 
Okay. <laughs> if you're one and I mean, six, go three and three in the six weeks, okay. we're still alive. Yeah. Don't go one and five. Like that's all. <laughs> one, if you're one and six when he comes back, we'll see what. <laughs> we'll see if that. it's one and six when he comes back, he ain't coming back. Yeah. Just let him sit there. TJ, sit on the side. You'll be fine. We'll pay you. Don't worry. You got the money. You're good. So um, the Giants will be favored. The Lions will be dogs. Mm, no, I mean, if the Lions are dogs by kick, no, they'd probably be pick. I think I, I although listen, like I was high on Detroit before the season two. I was listening to all the nonsense. It opened pick and went to one and a half. Mm-hmm. It's two right now at Circa. The boys are putting it out. They put it at two and a half and boom, immediately got Look, a bet. They, fought, back they fought back against Philly. They scored 31 points on Philly. How I mean, in the hell did they cover that game? Philly. I and mean, if you had Philadelphia, you're still oh. asking yourself how they didn't cover, right? You're that, thinking that, about like, why betting. am I laying the points? That's, that's just betting. bad. It's like a backdoor yeah. of bad beats. It's just like really week one. That's how we're doing this. Oh, okay. Sure. That's nice. OTG just dropped this one in there. Teams to start with back to back road games are six and oh ATS since 2019. I don't know who OTG is. We're gonna have to meet up at some point so I can find out where he's getting all this stuff. Back to back road games. Wait, we we, we know what like? hold on, we know what OTG. We 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 learned what OTG stands for. Drop it in the chat. I can't Shoot, remember. I forget. It's something it's something the greatest. It's somebody oh. the greatest. The O is somebody. Almost is always I forget and I'm blanking. Sorry, but we know who OTG is. It's okay. it's, the, it's the greatest is the last two, but O is the greatest. I like it. It's a it's it's a I think it's a sports Boston reference, I think. Back um, into a corner. Are you betting the Lions or are you betting yes. the, the commanders? You're betting the Lions this week. Yeah. If I'm back into a corner, I'm betting the Lions. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not trusting Washington. I'm not a line. Carolina. You gotta bet if you bet that game, you gotta bet the Giants. No. I like the Giants right now. I mean, I think Brian Dabble proved a lot to me. That was really, really, I mean, the way Saquon ran, the way the team came off the field, they had a good week of practice. They were in, they were excited to go to work this week. They were jacked up, excited to get ready for the Panthers. So yeah, I like the Giants. The Jets are starting Flacco again, even though he was horrible against the Baltimore Ravens. But should the Browns be minus five and a half? They should to be anybody? minus seven. They're seven they now? Minus seven. No, they should be minus seven. Whoa. If it's that. our book, me and you are sitting there going, all right, what are we doing? You're that down on the Jets. Until the Jets show that they are capable of being competitive. The Ravens are good. Really good. Yeah, they are. I are don't the, know. I don't take Browns much away not? from that. I don't take what? The Browns stink. The Browns stink. The Browns are not a good football team. No, they're not good. Man, you bashed the shit out of Cleveland yesterday, and now you're coming <laughs> on and saying the Browns stink. They're one and zero. Oh, ooh. <laughs> you just said the Panthers. Who's they just won the, a road game. You just said who's betting the Panthers against the Giants? Like it would be some type of like ridiculous event to happen. Or they beat the Panthers. The God, by the way, that's what the OTG stands for. Ortiz, well, the God, as for David. Ortiz. I knew it was David Ortiz. I told you. I knew there was a Boston yes. reference to that. I knew I liked it. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Yes. Um, yeah. I, if we're sitting in the risk room today, I would do what Chris said. When it, I'd be first. Go to seven. Go get some Jets money, please. Please. Wow. Absolutely. Go to seven. The Ravens were seven on the road, mm-hmm. and. 
some rhombus or parallelogram came in and said, oh, give me the Jets. That's good. And they took it down. And 92% of the bets were reported, at least 92% of the bets being reported, were on the Ravens and the number moved down. Okay. How'd that work out for all the the, the sharp group syndicates and the people that took the seven? (laughs) Not too good. Um, We need to know right now. Hey, Memo, the the Browns aren't the Ravens. Not even close. <laughs> Do you want the Jets plus six, sir? Plus seven, I take. Yeah. Well, I take the Jets plus. You're going to get your wish because it's painted six right now. If I get seven, I might take the Jets. Yeah, I think the Jets. It's well, how is Jacoby Brissett favored by a touchdown on the like what? No. It's it's crazy. I don't want nothing to do with that Jets team. I'm telling you right now. Okay. I don't. I don't. I got one yesterday from one of the guys I do the shows with, James Young, mm-hmm. on Sports Grid. Said the Jets stands for just end the season. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, Jay Watt. That's a just good one. End the season. J E T S. Jets. Jets. Just end the season. I like that. I could You should put that on a T-shirt. Patriot fans would buy that in two seconds. Put it on a T-shirt. We'd buy that. Pat's fans would buy that for sure. That's great. All right. Here is the funniest story of the day, Dave. This is, I love this story because you and I both, we've been married and we, we understand what, what happens when the wife starts talking outside the family circle. Uh-oh. Did you see what Giselle said to the Daily Mail? Nope. She's unretiring. Giselle Wait, she's, is I mean, on. She, she got a title fight. What does she mean? She's I'm retiring. Cause if I'm on retiring, that means I'm coming back in the ring. What does she mean? She's going back to modeling. Damn. She retired for her thirties to raise the kids, to be the stay at home mom for Tom, to take care of the house. So Brady could go and be a football player. Right. Okay. Now what? Fuck you. I'm going. That's what, she, that's what she's doing. 1117. She's doing that to like this is unbelievable to me that she's saying this publicly. That, yep, my turn. She's going to restart her career. I mean, if you needed any other indication as to how much of a problem that things are happening behind the scenes for Tom Brady, this is it because Brady will have to pay. Like, this is he can't do his job without Giselle running the house. She has to run his personal, his family life. And she said, I'm done. I've done it all for you, Tom. You've unretired so many times. You've told me three different times you were done. I'm now out. I'm going back to work. Oh my. And she's an international supermodel. She doesn't go and work in New York. She works in Milan and Brazil and Italy and all over the freaking globe. She and she's like, with her when she goes. That's the question, right? That's the question. What does I mean, this like? This is you know such. Firsthand, I know firsthand. A lot of the logistics of your life depend on who has the kids and where and when they get commuted and picked up and dropped off and all this other stuff. That's my whole life for the last fifteen years. Was well, yeah. what time are you getting there? Because I got to get here. I got to work. I got to this. I got to that. And she's going to go back to work. And she gets bags like when she, she's working, she makes more money than him. He, she crushes him like she kills him. I mean, in terms of like, oh, Tom, you're nice little twenty five million dollars a year. That's cute. I'm making a hundred. <laughs> like I'm going to whatever, whatever. She makes unbelievable amounts of money. 
Like if they got divorced, Tom would probably make more money than her because he'd take half of what she has. Like she's worth more than he is. He'd profit from a divorce. So why is she saying this right now? Because she's furious. Oh boy. Him unretiring. She's furious. Oh boy. Because she gave him all of this stuff. She told him, I need this from you. I need that from you. We've got to be around the family more. I need you to be here. I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of raising these kids by myself. And she's like, okay, now I'm good. Now I'm restarting my career because I'm 42 years old and people still want to hire me to be on runways and everywhere else. So I'm doing it now. Think about how many jobs Giselle turned down over the last 10 years. Like how many people would have paid her millions to do stuff? And she said, no, I'm good. I mean, they had the money. Well, she, she wanted did, to but, be with the kids. But sometimes it wasn't about money. Sometimes it probably was an opportunity to do something historic, something unique, something that she's dreamt of doing. Like an opportunity. She's probably already done it. That's the thing. Like maybe. people in those situations are like, eh, you know, but I mean, maybe she misses it. Right. Listen, we, we, we have to put, you know, ourselves in these situations. We have to look at put ourselves in those person's shoes. Like Giselle's probably done a lot of shit that she didn't really maybe like doing or enjoy doing. And she had to do it by herself because Tom was at camp or he was right, you know, at the film session yeah, or whatever he was doing. So now she just wants a little, I mean, you see this all the time when people get married young or they get married quick and then, you know, they're well, used to doing yeah, certain things, things in their lives change. and they can't right. do it. They right. change it quickly. Well, so, it's just like, I look at it as, if she's talking about this publicly and Brady missed 11 days because we know that it was because of she left and she went to Brazil and left the kids. So he had to go be with the kids for 11 days because nobody was watching his kids. So now we've got this. Like, if you need any other explanation to Tom Brady walking away, Tom Brady's walking away after this year. Uh, I am 100% He's walking positive. away from what? Football, football. or Giselle? Oh, football. I think he'll want, I think he'll, I think he'll try to keep his marriage together. I, I, I really, I really do. may already be done, p It might be. Yep. They may already be done. That's possible. But I, and, and they just haven't announced that they're divorced yet. That's very possible. But like, it is, I, I just feel like Tom, oh, he, he's been very complimentary to her publicly for a lot of years about her allowing him to do all this stuff. That may be the lawyers telling him to be complimentary. He left camp for 10 days. True. Okay. Possible. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't it's know. right. We don't know. We're not in there every day. Absolutely right. We don't know the we don't know the marriage. We don't know the right relationship. I just I saw this headline this morning and my jaw dropped. I went, whoa. Like it's one thing if like the New York Post is reporting like rumors have it. Nope. This is her word. <laughs> she is saying this in an interview. She's talking about this. I know this. I always look at it from the book's point of view and like, would it affect the number? I said this once to you on one of the shows we did in the summer. You know, we thought, oh, this won't be the year for Brady to be, you know, winning the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl because of the distractions. This might be the exact year for him to win the Super Bowl and get the distractions. Because if you immerse yourself in work as a man yep. going through a lot of shit. Yep. Fair. That might be the push of motivation that just trick you into caring as much as you did when you were 25 and you had to when you're 45 and you don't. Right. That may have been the spark. Like, fuck this. I'm going to fucking win a Super Bowl in the face of all this stuff. (laughs) I got this fucked up face. I got all this 
goofy ass hair. hair. Everybody's Jeez. making fun of me and all this other shit. I'm going to go win the Super Bowl and fuck everybody. I mean, who knows? That might be. He, so you know, they said to- I couldn't do it without Belichick. I did. They said I couldn't do it without Gronk. I'm going to. You know, you guys don't no, want to no, come back and play with Giselle? me. I'm going to do it with the guys I got. Can you do it without Giselle? It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, but would it affect the number? They're already the favorite to win the NFC. So this week, let's go to it. Saints have been the kryptonite for Tom Brady. Kryptonite. Saints own Tom Brady. The only team really with the Buccaneers that can say that, that they have had great success against Brady. Two and a half is the number. Two and a half, which way? Saints plus two and a half. Dogs. The Buccaneers are favored on the road? Yep. They were two and a half in Dallas. How'd that work out for Dallas backers? A little bit of a different team, but I see what you're, I see your point. Same number. How's it the same number? Because Brady hasn't won. I don't think Brady has won in New Orleans yet. He's lost both games in New Orleans. Is Dallas better than New Orleans? No. Why is it the same number? No Godwin. Did he play against Dallas? Yeah, he got hurt in the game. We talk about it all the time. There ain't a wide receiver on planet Earth that's moving a number. Fair. Chris Godwin included. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this number. Things should be higher? Hell no. Game should be pick. Okay. I like the Saints. Give me, give me this. Why is it two and a half? Okay. I'm starting to wonder what the hell's going on here. Because the Saints are going to win the game outright. The same as the game was in Dallas last, last yeah. week. Saints back win the game back road games. This is what OTG was talking about. Is that right? Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, that's he right. said back-to-back road games. Yep. Back-to-back road games that are undefeated against the spread. Last two years? Nuts? Like That's crazy. Since 2019. So – Three years. It's only happened three this times per year. Seven, seven and oh. I know. It only happened seven times before this. That seems to be low. Know. The team started back to back games on the road. That happens a lot. Three games in a row, they don't, but back to back is pretty consistent. Winning the first one. Oh, teams that start on the road, they win the first game. They're seven and oh in the second game. Ah, okay. Correct. That make I, I missed that part. Okay. That's that that shrinks it. Win the second one. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, I feel like this might be – I don't know which way to go. This is another game. I don't know what side to pick. The number the total's 44. Well, hold on. Let me click refresh here. 40. Yeah, 44. Dead under. No? Dead under. <sighs> 44 is low, man. They couldn't get in the end zone against Dallas. Admittedly, so they lost the first half. But Dallas' defense is pretty good. Damn uh, right. So Dallas is the Saints. Good. Yeah, it is. But actually, I think Dallas' defense might be better than the Saints. Um, Fair. Dallas' offense was supposed to be better than the Saints, too. I don't know what the Saints' offense is. Way better. Way better than the Dallas offense. Um, I like Jameis. I like Jameis more than Dak by leaps and bounds. Um, But I'm not. I've never been on a Dak Prescott fan fan ever. I'm I'm not. I'm. I don't want to say I'm anti-Dak. I just. I'm not a very big fan of Dak. Um. People love throwing numbers at me whenever I say that. They're like, look, it is not. I don't care. Like, throw whatever, whatever Dak Prescott number you want to throw at me, okay? I watched him, in, you know, in college. I've watched him in the pros. Numbers. Throw whatever you want. He's a top 10 quarterback number. I don't care, okay? I like Jameis better than Dak. Um, 
Boy. Yeah, I think, the Saints, win, I think the Saints win the game outright. I want to know why that line's two and a half. That's what I'm going to find out before now on Sunday. Tell you that right now. Because when they go to three, they're taking the Saints. They ain't going to three. There ain't nobody right. going to three. But if they know if they do, the Saints money will come. Chris will be the first one to go to three. Uh, SoCal DJ is giving us, he is saying, um, why is my phone just froze? My phone just froze. Hold on. That's annoying. Check Twitter DMs, Matt. They're telling yeah, you. I know. He, so teams in week two on back-to-back yep. road games since 2019 yep. are seven and yep. one straight up, eight and oh ATS on three teams. Doesn't matter if they won or lost in week one. Oh, it doesn't matter if they won or lost. Yeah, according to SoCal. Okay. Eight no ATS. Wow. Damn, son. That tells you to bet the bucks. Or trends are your friend until they're not. Correct. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not. So maybe they are your friend, right. but maybe they're not your friend. Maybe that's that's actually right. not, not the way to go. Uh one more quick one on the NFL. Packers laying nine and a half against the Bears. The hell is this number? Can, 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 can look? I I think ten. <laughs> I, I like Chicago at ten. I love when you make that noise. You go like this. Like you start to think, and you go. I don't know what the hell this numbers. This is a joke, right? This is a joke. Chicago won a home game. I know, but the weather as a home dog. I know, but the weather in the second half and a monster reason why Chicago and it was Trey Lance throwing up all over himself. They're getting 10 against a team that just lost on the road. I know, but I don't think the Packers defense is going to have that much of the Bears can't move the ball. All those numbers. Justin Fields went eight for 17 for 121 yards. And they won because the Niners stopped scoring. Because Trey Lance seven points. That's a bigger concern. That's the bigger concern. Yeah. I like the Bears the plus only 10. way to play this game is the Bears plus the points. Well, nine and a half. I don't like it. 10. You give me 10 and I'm going to be on Chicago. I want plus 10. But 10 points, Chicago on the road, divisional game. Packers are going to put some points on the board. Watch. Is there any ch- points on a board? The total in the game is 42. Yeah. And it could be. How many points are going to put on a board? It could be 30 to 7. 30 to 7. Yeah. Bears team total under? Maybe. Packers team total over. Yes. I think they're lighting it up. I like that. Yes. This is what happened in week one I mean, to with two a 10 last point year. Spread, you're telling me the final score of this game is 31 to 10, essentially. Okay. The Bears don't get double digits or do they? I don't think so. Damn, son. Bears offense sucks. 31 to 10. That's 21 points. No, that's not right. 21. What? No, no I'm 30, trying to figure out. To get to get the 44? 27, 17 is 44. Okay. So 24, 14 is 38. Somewhere in that neighborhood. That's why plus 10 is live. I mean, just it's a math problem. You take, I mean, it's what 24, 14 is, you know. In a game with the point spread 42. Or the total 42. I mean, you get a dog double digits. Listen, I've seen a lot of sharp guys that just make out an autoplay. 
It was, take I mean, I like ten. I like Chicago plus ten. I mean, you give me that. I like Chicago plus ten for sure. You like uh, it enough to put it in the card on on the with with Papa Bear? Depends if they give us ten or not. If it's ten in the circle, well, yeah, it's painted ten right now. It's going to yeah, be but, it's ten. What, the, the contest t- lines in the Westgate come out today. Okay. They're probably going to use ten. Remember, they always want to move tomorrow. ahead of the line. The thing that Circa always does, though, they always try to be ahead of the move. Well, they do, they like to use they don't use whole numbers a lot either. So they'll either use nine and a half or ten and a half. If they use so you, ten and a half, they're going to get oh, way more Bears bets. They're going to use nine and a half. They're going to get way more Packer bets. Right, ten's the number. <laughs> so you give me plus ten to bet it. I'll bet it. Contest play, I don't know. That's okay. That's a little bit nine and a half as a contest play. It gives me pause on a contest play because I want 10 or higher for that. Uh, Omaha steak searing hot take of the day. We'll do a quick little golf. We haven't talked to Dubsy in a while, but it's just funny to see Rory McElroy continue to hate the live tour. He was asked about the Ryder cup next year. This is next year, not this year, next year. President's should, cup is this year. Correct. Yeah. Ryder should cup is next year, right? Ryder cup participants be from the live tour and rory said quote i've said it once i've said it a hundred times i don't think any of those guys should be on the Ryder cup team rory mcelroy uh, does this topic have staying power or does do, do people get bored and get annoyed and just move on from it because i'm getting I, bored I, i've been bored Okay. I saw I saw this on the searing hot take of the day, and I'm like, man, this is well done. This yeah. is well done, meat. I'm I'm cooked. It's like, is this searing? No, this is burnt to a crisp. <laughs> Tastes like shit. And I'm tired of talking about it. You're talking, Rory, you seriously talk. Rory must be a made man. He can say whatever he wants about anybody. They don't well, even just go went, at him. He just won his third FedEx championship, so he's doing well. He doesn't care. It's just interesting. He's now. Tiger must have told him, you've got to be the protector. You've got to be the gatekeeper. You're the one that has to be vocal about this consistently. Because every time, all you have to do is ask him. So are you okay with... with because Matt Fitzpatrick, who is the head of the Ryder Cup for the English team, is open to the idea of... He's been contacting live guys, or I guess he's on the Ryder Cup. Not, he's, he's not the team leader, but he's one of the guys on it. He's like, I want live tour players to be on it. Like I want to go talk to Sergio and talk to other people who are on the live tour who could play for team Europe. And so they asked the same question to Rory and Rory's just like, I've said a hundred times. I don't think any of those guys should be on the Ryder cup team. And like, man, what wrote if are they going to ask you, Rory, you might have to play with one of these dudes. You probably you might have to do a best ball with one of them. A hundred percent. Maybe Probably you should Dustin shut Johnson, right? You and Dustin Johnson might have to go and play. I don't know. It's just, I get it. We know where you are. You're just constantly banging this drum right now. And I get the point, but like at some point, I think golf fans are just going to be like, "Will you two stop fighting like you brothers, just stop it. Like get along, find a way to coexist with each other and move on. They're not going to. But they don't, Rory doesn't have to. So that's Rory, true. Every but time the, he the gets PGA asked might question. have to though. The PGA might. I mean, again, it all comes down to Augusta. That is the that is the wall. If the Live Tour guys are banned from the Masters, whoo boy, that's when it's going to get really interesting. Whew. Oh, man, 
I love the President's Cup almost as much as I love the Ryder Cup. It's such it's, a fun yeah, event, and it was great. so much bigger before. Right. I don't want them talking about this during that. Yeah. But can you just play golf? At some point, I'd just like you to play golf. All the other stuff, figure it out. I don't know. Somebody somebody in the chat just said it's a, what is it, a doorstop steak. It's so burnt. <laughs> you just put it to, put it in a doorstop. It's pretty good, Mikey. Awesome. Very oh good. Yeah, um, if you like your, your if you take your steak well done you and i have issues i don't understand people who destroy meat like that and they like it that tough like a shoe leather not a yeah, fan no good. No not good. a fan either not a fan all right props.com story buy today the buy the meat tell them buy the meat <laughs> buy the meat bvb right. promo code omahasteaks.com go buy BVB. The meat. where's my bvb at i got my bvb at right here uh, props.com story of the day. We'll do a little baseball. We did baseball, baseball before doing the same game parlay. Our boy Spencer Limbach is throwing this one out there. It's a plus 400 parlay. How do you feel today about the Orioles money line? Can't believe you're looking at baseball. I, 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 I'm barely looking at baseball. I'm just doing in game stuff. Hold on. Let me get my I'm baseball screen. Giving day baseball. I'm giving you a little bit of a bone here. And and look, people still bet baseball right now. I mean, people are still, you know, it can't be all football all the time. You got to got to talk oh, about some stuff. God, nobody's betting baseball in a book. That's what everybody people, will tell you. Some people are. Yeah, some people are. Uh, people definitely are. Yes. So th- this is an Orioles at the Nationals three-legger, same game parlay. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Orioles money line. Orioles to beat Against the Corbin. Against Corbin. Uh-huh. Win the game. Uh-huh. Why is Corbin still pitching? My gosh. What do you mean he's pitched well his last three starts? That's true. Ryan Mountcastle over one and a half total bases. Fair. What's the price? Minus 121. Good. Okay. And Tolerable. Anthony Santander over okay. one and a half total bases, even money, or plus 102. Two top candidates to go off here against Corbin. You need a need a, either a double or two singles from these two for a plus four hundred same game parlay. It's okay. I mean, I'm not. It's 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 okay. Do you like it? I mean, I think okay. if you like the Orioles up against Corbin, you're talking about the two better, you know, two bigger bats in the lineup for the Orioles, right? So extra base hits are possible. I mean, one of these guys could go deep. Another right. guy could have a another guy could have a double. Need them both to do it though. Yep. But in a high scoring game against like Corbin, book, this one would go right through. Like this would be an approval. Boom, send it. You know, yeah, but it's plus but it four, is correlated. If the Orioles win, these guys are gonna most likely be a part of it. Yeah. Asking but it's also both to get multiple bases is tough. Damn man. Plus four hundred. It's not like it's gonna be a you know a normal three game parlay place pace plus six fifty. Right. Yeah, six six and a half to one usually. So yeah. But the Orioles money line is what causes right. it. Right, brings it down. Yeah, because yeah. you're my, my I mean, it ain't bad. I'm not jumping out of my seat to bet it, but if you guys like it, bet it. I mean, okay. that's not a bad thing. Uh, prop.com prop bet of the day. That's mm. a parlay of day. Our prop bet of the day. Mike Clevinger, under four and a half Ks today. Okay. Back to your baseball here man, on this. Man. So the Padres, you've got Clevinger. Best lines minus one twelve. Clevenger, four of his last twelve games on the road, he's gone over five Ks, five or more, just three point seven five per game. Four or five, 12, okay. Five 
uh, five or more in just one of his last five games against a team with a winning record, averaging four Ks per. Which Seattle has, okay. Our bet prep slash props.com projection for this game is 3.8 against the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Over the last three games, the Mariners have averaged 7.6 Ks per game. Clevenger has averaged under five innings per start this year on the road, 4.61. So if he gets Correct. touched up here after the two nothing loss yesterday, the Padres shutting out the Mariners. You like Clevenger to get bounced early and not get four and a half Ks, not get five Ks. Um, total in this game seven and a half, or it's all seven and a halves. So low scoring game. Uh, decent start by Clevenger. This is literally a coin flip, in my opinion, which is what the price reflects. So I would say, uh, if you think. You like the Padres, you should probably bet this uh, or bet it over. If you like the Mariners, you bet the under. Um, Had under last night in that game. It's a one o'clock game, one o'clock Pacific. So people listening to the show live will benefit from this. People that catch it late won't benefit from this, but that's okay. Um, at least I don't know of how many other shows we'll see Mike Clevenger <laughs> under four and a half K's on. So I'm excited about that too. I'm actually most excited about that. <laughs> what? What's so funny? Uh, that's great. Uh, time for better to book it being brought to you by Caesar Sportsbooks. JTP 15 is a promo code for up to a 1500, sorry, up to a 1250 risk-free bet uh, with a new account at Caesars William Hill, Caesar Sportsbook. One baseball play for you today. A's. Rangers over eight over. and a half. Done. Sold. That was easy. I already looked at it this morning. I'm glad you said that. It went okay. over last night. It's going over again. Over, over seven and oh in the A's last seven games. It's over. eight and oh in the A's uh, last eight games when the over. A's scored two or more runs the game before. Uh, it is eight and one in the last nine games for the Rangers. When they are a money line favorite of more than even money, they're minus 163 today. And the over is seven, three, and one overall over the last 11 games for the Rangers. Chris at South Point has basically sent out his bat signal. He's at eight and a half over minus 125. Wow. Right now, he's first and foremost to say, listen, people, if you'd like the under, come get it. You can get it at plus 105, and it ain't moving. What does that tell you? The number should be nine. If you see eight and a half, go grab it. This is a good play. As soon as you said the game, I said he better be saying over. <laughs> Bet it. Over. All right. There we go. So you're the over there. Second play. Friday night football. Two bets for you. Wait a second. Are you doing this shit again? You're betting oh, yeah. ahead. You told me you had one play, and now you're well, just one, football. I said one baseball play. I didn't say how many plays. I, I got three plays you for did you. Say, well, you did say one baseball play. You did. Then, I'm listening to the show. One baseball play. I got two football plays though to, to give you. Football on Wednesday. What the yep. hell are you doing? We're jumping ahead because the number's moving. And I want to make sure I get over 14 on this game coming up on Friday. It's down to 14 and a half at most books. I got 15 last night. Friday. 14. 17 was the open. Should have bet it at 17. I screwed up. Waited. Now it's now it's dropping dramatically. Wyoming, a home dog at plus 15 is what I bet last night. Damn. I'm 2-0 betting Air Force games with Air Force at home. Air Force yep. winning both games easily, beating, I think it was Nevada in game one and beating Colorado in game two, covering both those numbers. I'm oh, sorry, no, it was Northern Iowa. So Northern Iowa and Nevada at home, big wins. Now they're on the road. 
Craig Ball is an old-fashioned dude from Nebraska who knows how to stop the triple option. They're not going to win the game, but they're not going to be stunned by what Air Force does. Air Force also fumbled the football like crazy. The weather had a lot to do with it. I get it, but they were not as secure ball security as I would like if I'm laying this many points on the road for a road team at 17, 14, whatever it might be. I'm guessing there's not much resistance when you open at 17 to come down to 14, right? doesn't take much to get it down. Not, no, not at the beginning of the week, especially when the limits are low. Um, right. So like there is, there's not 15, 16 or 15. There's not that big of a difference between the number from a, just a math standpoint. So I'm guessing from a bet, from a bet standpoint, it doesn't take much to drop it down to 15, 14 mm-hmm. is going below 14. There's your question. Will it get below 14? I think this thing's going to go to 14. It's going to be at 14 at some point in the next day. And so I wanted 15 to make sure I would have rather 17, obviously, but Wyoming plus 15 better book it. Damn. Um, I mean, it's Wednesday. The limits are low. You're betting football. I'm going to book it. Okay. I'm going to book it. I don't know why other than, <laughs> oh, I really don't. Okay. I just don't know. Um, do they play every year? Are they in the yes. same conference, Air Force yes. and Wyoming? Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's no surprises here. They know what the triple option is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Wyoming do last week? They lost, right? Um, no, they won, but they beat Tulsa as a plus six and a half home dog. They played a cupcake. They North Colorado last week. Mm-mm-mm-mm. They lost badly on the road to Illinois in week one. They got ran all Wyoming over. Wyoming lost at Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay. In week one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, how many points is Wyoming going to score? Do they have to score 20 to cover this? 46 is a total. They score, they score 20. I'm good. Right. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm cashing that ticket. They might win the game outright. They score 20. 35 to 20. Score last year was 24-14. Right. At Wyoming, but. Maybe the exact same score this week. Agreed. That's why I like it. Maybe the exact same score this week. Yeah, you caught me off guard with this. I mean, you know, the risk monitor's open. You place the bet. I'm going to book it. <laughs> but I will. You know, we got 15 working for us. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, I'll book it. All right, next bet, Friday night, Florida State-Louisville. You bet this game too? Bet both Friday night games last night. This number is going to be three. Florida State's going to go off as a three-point favorite here. I don't trust Malik Cunningham. I don't care if he's at home as a home dog. I think Mike Norvell's team with a week off after the LSU game has a chance to watch that Louisville team and how injury, sorry, how, how interception-prone they are, how turnover-prone they are. I like what I've seen. I bet on Louisville last week against Central Florida. I got fortunate to catch that ticket because I thought the better team was Central Florida for most of the night. It's just Gus Malzahn has a very deep and dark history of throwing up games in the fourth quarter, and which is what happened last week and with Central Florida in Louisville. I like Florida State. Yep. I like Travis. It's going to be three or higher when this game closes on Friday. I wanted to get it before it moved to three. I don't think it's going to three. Okay. Three offshore last night. And not where I'm looking. It's two and a half and it's, they're reducing the juice at one place. They're moving the juice up at the other. It's a good number. It's a good number. Um, I like Florida state too. Talked to a guy in a book who, uh, who actually got Florida state plus one. Yes. But that would have been the summertime. That was in the summer though. 
and he said, uh, he guaranteed me. Pimlico Frank. I met him and sat with him at the Westgate. I can't wait. We're going to have Pimlico Frank on the show. Oh. Uh, an old school, I would call him an old school wise guy. He's in his uh-huh. 60s and absolute joy sitting and talking to him, learning and listening. We know a lot of the same people. He's from uh, Eastern PA, went to Penn State years before me. Very sharp, very shrewd guy. Um, and he trained Gabby on uh, TVG. He was oh. the guy that was there. He 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 was doing their job before these people that are doing it now and getting paid. Wow. So he was like a track announcer. He was an odds maker at, at a horse track. And he told me he's playing that because he's going to take two and a half. And he knew it was going to be two and a half with Louisville. So he's playing the middle. I said, you're playing a one point middle, two point middle. He's like, yeah, that's what I do every day. That's what I do. I do that all the time. Like, okay, good luck with that. My gosh, that's a bullseye of a bullseye. That's this a is tough, what these people do. The tough target to hit, man. <laughs> it's a small target. Yeah. But I mean, when he tells me that, I know that they're they're waiting in line to, to maybe bet Louisville. Now, again, it doesn't mean that's going to win. Right. I'll book well, it again. Home dog. But I don't like this one. You just said you like Florida State. You just said they're taking Florida State. Now you changed? I like Florida State. I like what I saw at Florida State against LSU. I don't know what LSU is. I think my eyes may have deceived me. I don't think we know what Louisville is. Louisville I have no spanked. damn idea what Louisville they is. Got spanked. This is their I home have. opener. They, they they on the road got crushed in week one. They're coming back home. This is the conference opener for them. Nah. Give me Mike Norvell. I I I like yeah. the coaching matchup personally. Right. Satterfield against I'll Norvell. I'm giving I'm, I'm going Florida State. I like Travis. I like the core. I mean, I think Malik Cunningham is such an anomaly. He could be incredible. He can look like Lamar Jackson at some points. Other times he looks like he can't throw the football 10 feet. So all right. We can do this all in one swoop. Damn. Favorite thing about today is what? Uh well. Again, I, I mentioned last night my friends from Pittsburgh were coming mm. in, and I didn't go down and meet them because I slept last night Good, better than I've slept. In it rained. I woke up this morning, and my it car was soaked. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. It rained. And over here it did. The best thing about today was the sleep that I got last night. I slept so good. Listen, it's football season. We're busy. Yes, sure. we've been busy. It's fine. Like – and I'm not complaining. I'm blessed to be busy. I love it. Yep. But the sleep last night was amazing, which means that like the rest of my day is going to be amazing. Got a curveball this morning. That's okay. We hit curveballs. I just hit it the other way to right field right now. And, you know, we showed up for the show a couple minutes late. I apologize. But we're here. We're rested. And we're ready to go. That's the best thing about today. For me, I love when we get to this part of the routine. Like week one to week two is always our big culture and schedule shock for all of us. Because we go from, you know, we're always busy. But the level of busy (laughs) that we become during football season, because I'm teaching... I'm doing hits. You're doing hits. We're doing this show. We're doing all sorts of other things. We're taking meetings. People are talking to us and everything else. Like I just, I like 
this week. Are you dressed up today for a meeting that I don't know about? You just got the nice shirt on. You got your hair combed perfectly. Well, what do you, I, do you have a meeting? Something? No. Well, like the reason is on Wednesdays now, it's kind of a crazy situation. So Wednesdays, I have a morning TV hit. Uh-huh. Then I have this show. Uh-huh. Then I have class. Whew. So like if I, I might as well just get up and get ready for TV and then I can look that way the whole day. And just be done. Gotcha. <laughs> just be done. It's just easier. <laughs> so we have a meeting later today. You and I do with somebody. And no, I'm not dressed up for that meeting, but it's just because. All right. I was going to say, because I ain't changing. No, that's, you don't have to. I no did, TV, I did TV this morning. So I was doing TV this morning and then into this show and then going to class to, to talk to the kids. So it's just, you know, I don't know. I, 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 they don't care what I dress like, but like in the beginning part of the semester, I tend to dress a little bit more like a professor and then I'll dress like however the hell I want later. <laughs> once, <laughs> once the formalities are out of the way, we're, we're all kind of, we're all got about a week left for the formalities. Yeah. About we're in class number five. So yeah, about, yeah, probably when we get by the end of September, the formalities are open. once we get to eight class eight, Madeline came to class for the first time last on Monday. I'm coming. Uh, you should. Oh, I, I absolutely you should come. You have a ball because it's small. It's only, it's only 11 kids. It's only 11 kids now. So it's really easy to do. It's really what times class four to five to 15. 100% I'm coming to class. Yeah, I'm going to let, fun. I'm going to let big MC know I ain't going to be on the show. I'll be coming out. Why? I'm going to professor Peralt's class. That's why. It's in a conference room. It's 11 kids. It's so intimate. I love it. It's just, there's nowhere to hide. The kids can't doze off. They can't, you know, go on their phones. I love it. An hour and 15 minutes. You ain't dozing them off. If they doze off, they got issues. That's it. They're college kids at 4.15 in the afternoon. You better not be dozing off in the class in the afternoon at four o'clock. Some of the kids are waking up at noon. I mean, you know how it is. That's like, what I mean. They better not be dozing off at your class, the morning class, or the eight o'clock class. You could doze off. Uh, I, I hate the afternoon. I, I'd rather have a two o'clock, three o'clock class. Four o'clock gets the kids start to get a little, you know, looking at. Won't I don't be. know about you. Because Wednesday nights used to be, a, you know, it, Thursday nights were like the, the party night. So like the real hardcores would party Wednesday to get ready for Thursday. So. You know, in there, right? That's true. So that's my worry. It's always when it comes like four o'clock, and these kids now looking at they're going like, "We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go," type of thing. So I get a little you know, get out of here. Getting out of here. He's go. Dave. I'm Matt. Sports Grid back tomorrow after the Pat McAfee show. YouTube audio video. All you guys will talk to you tomorrow for B B B.